This morning, uh, we're going to ask a question, and that is, are you inside or outside God's purpose? And uh, you know what God is, we're going to talk about God's activity in sweeping people into his purpose, in bringing people into his purpose. And this morning, God might be doing the same thing in your life. God might speak to your heart, or he might have spoken to your heart over the course of this past week, or through the recent events of your life, calling you into his purpose or calling you more fully into his purpose in a way in which you were not before. Last week we looked at the first five verses of Romans chapter 9, Paul sharing his great burden for the people of Israel. He said, I have a great burden and unceasing anguish in my heart. And he concluded that sort of in chapter 10 verse 1 when he said, uh, not really concluding it, but emphasizing, he said, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Now, when we talk about being inside God's purpose or outside God's purpose, we're really talking about the difference between being lost and being saved. The difference between being lost or being saved. And so some people, after hearing Paul in Romans chapter 8 saying, God works all things together for good to those who love him and to those who are called according to his purpose. His sovereign hand makes sure that his purpose never fails. They say, well, what about Israel? If Israel now is outside of God's purpose, or even some of them are outside of God's purpose, has God's purpose failed? Well, Paul answers that question in beginning in the sixth verse of Romans chapter 9. He says, but it is not as though the word of God has failed. For not all who are descended from Israel belong to Israel. And not all are children of Abraham because they are his offspring. But through Isaac shall your offspring be named. This means that it is not the children of the flesh who are the children of God, but the children of promise who were counted as his offspring. For this is what the promise said, and it was made to Abraham and Sarah about this time next year. I'll return and Sarah shall have a son. And not only so, but also when Rebekah had conceived children by one man, our forefather Isaac, though they were not yet born and had done nothing good or bad in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls, she was told, the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. So here Paul begins answering this question, and he reminds us, as we need to be reminded, that salvation has never been a matter of genetics or nationality, even for the Jews. So let that be a warning to us that just because you bear the name Baptist or Catholic or Methodist or Jew... Or, or any other title does not mean that you belong to God's people. It does not come through ethnicity or through belonging to a people. It comes through belonging to God and being one of his children. So this morning our goal is going to be to understand what that means. How could any Jew be outside of God's purpose? But I remind you that in the time of Jesus, they were all outside of God's purpose. How could that be? It is simply because of this, because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and that no one 
No one can be saved but through personal faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said to Nicodemus, except you be born again, you cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Paul, a good Jew, was struck down by blinding light from heaven. On the day of Pentecost, all 3,000 of the people who were saved were Jews who were devout, but outside of God's purpose because they were outside of Christ. And so this morning, we're not just talking about Israel. We're talking about you. Are you inside or outside of God's purpose? Paul said in Romans chapter 2, verses 28 and 29, he's already told us this before, so don't be surprised when he said, for they are not all Israel who belong to Israel, who are descended from Israel. Because he has told us in, earlier in Romans chapter 2, for no one is a Jew who is merely one outwardly, nor is circumcision outward and physical, but a Jew is one inwardly, and circumcision is a matter of the heart by the Spirit, not by the letter. His praise is not from man, but from God. So he's talking about what something that happens in the heart. And in the book of Galatians, Paul talks about circumcision or uncircumcision not really making any difference at all, but a new creation. And he said, And all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon, notice that last verse, and upon the Israel of God. So you think, wait, I thought Israel was God's chosen people. They were, and some still are, but not all. And this is something that's absolutely critical to understand. Paul is telling us uh, that out of that group of people, there are those outside of God's purpose and those who are inside of God's purpose. In this room today, there are likely people outside of God's purpose and people inside of God's purpose. In Loosedale, there are people outside of God's purpose and inside of God's purpose. And so what you're going to see over the next few minutes as we look at this little passage of Scripture is how God brings people inside his purpose. You say, I didn't hear you read that. Well, let me just show you. First, we talk about the choosing of Abraham. He talks about that in this verse. Do you realize that choosing of Abraham was entirely under God's sovereignty? Why didn't God choose somebody else? We don't know that. God doesn't tell us that. But he chose Abraham. What was he doing with Abraham? He was bringing Abraham inside his purpose. Why? because of some greater, grander purpose that Abraham didn't know anything about. But he was bringing Abraham inside his purpose. That's what God was doing. And so when God called Abraham, he does the same thing today. He still does this. That's what I want you to focus on in this passage of, script, this passage of Scripture is how God does that. Still today, he calls people, bringing them inside his purpose. Well, so you say, well, he brought Abraham inside his purpose, and so everybody that's a child of Abraham is a child of God. And, and, and Paul says, no, absolutely not. Only the children of promise, because Abraham had several children. He had Ishmael first. Then he had Isaac, who that was the child of promise because God promised Sarah she would have a child. And then after Sarah died, Abraham got married again. He married a woman called Keturah, and the Bible tells us he had other sons and daughters, but the descendants through whom the blessing came, those who were inside God's purpose were only those who were descendants of Isaac. That was because God brought Isaac 
into his purpose. It wasn't because of anything good that Isaac had done. It was because God brought Isaac into his purpose because God had a greater, grander purpose that Isaac didn't know anything about because God wanted to sweep other people into his purpose. It's God's purpose that's important. And that's the key word in this passage of Scripture is purpose. And I'm going to show you that. Well, then God chooses somebody else. You say, well, he didn't choose uh, Ishmael because Ishmael's mother was some other kind of woman. She was maybe a different race or from a different ethnic group. And so he chose Isaac and not Ishmael because Isaac was, was Sarah from Sarah. And they were the same, same mix. That has nothing to do with it at all. And he proves that by saying God also chose Jacob. Jacob, you remember, was the daughter, was the, not, he was not a daughter, he was a son. He was the son of Rebekah and Isaac. He was Isaac's child, but so was Esau, and they were twins born from the same mother. And God told Rebekah something. God told Rebekah something only he could know. He said, you have two children in your womb. Now today, a woman can go to the doctor, and the doctor can do some kind of fancy test and say, hey, you got twins. But then nobody could do that, nobody but God. And God told her, he said, you're going to have twins. And he said, not only that, the older one is going to serve the younger one because I'm choosing the younger one. Now, how did he know which one was going to be born first? God knows everything. So he knew the order in which the children are going to be born. Esau was born first, then came Jacob. But God had a plan for Jacob. God had a plan to bring Jacob into his purpose. Bringing Jacob into his purpose was because God had a greater, grander purpose that included all the world. And so we see God bringing Jacob into his purpose. And you'll notice, by the way, in verse 11, that in the choosing of Isaac, it says, I mean, I'm sorry, in the choosing of Jacob, it says that before they were born, uh, when neither one of them had done anything good or bad, it didn't have anything to do with what either one of them were going to become because both of them were going to become scoundrels, terrible sinners. Why were they going to become sinners? Why were both these boys going to become sinners? Because when Adam sinned, Paul tells us, he passed that sin on to the rest of us. And that's what all of us do. That's who all of us are. We're born into this world sinners, and we sin. That's what we do. It's sort of our occupation. We sin. We break God's heart. Both of these boys were going to break God's heart. God knew that, but he chose one of them because he had a greater, grander purpose. Look at verse 11, and here's why. In order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls. Now let me show you how this verse reads in other English translations because I think it'll be important. First, from the King James Version, verse 11, that last part, in order that God's purpose according to election, might stand. But it's God's purpose that's standing. It's just the way God chooses to do it. But God's purpose is what's important. In the NASB, it reads, so that God's purpose, according to his choice, might stand. In the Amplified Bible, it reads, so that God's purpose, his choice, his election, would stand, making purpose, election, and choice basically the same. And in the New Living Translation, it reads, this message shows that God chooses people according to his own purposes. God has a grand purpose, and he's always choosing people. Have you ever noticed that? He's choosing people. He might choose you in a worship service, call you. He might call you. 
You say, well, I'm not good enough. It doesn't have anything to do with your goodness. It's got to do with God's grand purpose. He may want to bring you into his purpose, so he may call you. He may call you in a worship service. He might call you in some kind of crisis. You've got some kind of crisis going on in your life, some kind of problem going on in your life, some kind of difficulty. And out of the midst of that difficulty, God might speak to your heart and say, look, I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. Or it might be that you're watching an NFL football game on Monday night and suddenly a player gets injured and falls down on the field and the whole world seems to come to a stop as you watch all those players on their knees, grown men crying because they're concerned about one man's life and you realize, what if that was me? What would happen to me? And God speaks to your heart. God says, I'm calling you. I want to sweep you into my purpose. That's the way it happened for these guys. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God brought them into his purpose because he had a greater, grander purpose. So the question is this morning for you, are you inside God's purpose or outside God's purpose? Remember, the difference in being inside God's purpose or outside God's purpose is the difference between being lost and saved. How did Abraham get inside God's purpose? God chose him and God called him. And Abraham responded in faith. And Jacob responded in faith. Well, what's Jacob got to do with it anyway? Why is the big deal about Jacob? Because Jacob, responding to God in faith, had his name changed to Israel. And his descendants became the Israelites. And he's trying to show you how that when you look and say, well, how can God choose some of them and not choose some others? Well, but God's been doing that all along. Some of it, has to do with their own response to God. Some of it has to do with things we don't even begin to understand going all the way back to Abraham. Why did God choose Abraham? I don't know. Why did he choose you? I don't know. Why did he choose me? I don't know. The fact is, he does choose and he does call. And when, we, when he calls, when he calls, remember it's not based on how good you are or how worthy you are. It's based on God's own activity, God's grand purpose of sweeping people into his kingdom. God's desire to save, which is greater than Paul. God, Paul said, I have unceasing anguish, a great heaviness in my heart for Israel. God has that too. And he also has that for all people who are outside his purpose. Jesus Christ came to seek and to save those who are outside his purpose, those who who are lost. Remember, that's the main part of this passage of Scripture. And so I want you to know next that without God's choosing and calling, no one can be inside his purpose. That shouldn't be a surprise to you because Jesus said in the Gospel of John, no one can come to me unless my Father draws him. Draws him by what? A rope? Draws him like a magnet? draws him somehow irresistibly, somehow invisibly, somehow something happens. I can't explain it. I don't know how I got drawn to the Lord. Do you, do you know how you got drawn to the Lord? Some of you can remember the drawing process, how, how maybe you went to a youth camp and God spoke to you at that youth camp. He was drawing you. He was pulling you to himself. He was calling you to himself. Whatever, however you want to call it, speaking to your heart, calling you, drawing you. But that, that's, that's what happens. So some people are surprised when they read this passage of Scripture and they say, well, I thought the Jews were God's chosen people and I thought 
All the Jews were going to be saved one day, all of Israel. Well, let's listen to what Paul says. He quotes Isaiah in Romans chapter 9, verse 27. We'll deal with those verses next week. But verse 27 is pertinent for right now. He says, And Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of Israel be as the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will be saved. Not everybody. Jesus talked about the wide gate and many that walk through it and the narrow gate and the few that get, get in it, the few that really answer his call and follow him. Same way with them. By the way, the remnant, this remnant idea is nothing new. It's Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah, he uses that term referring to Israel 16 different times over and over and over. So Paul says, this is nothing new, I'm telling you. This has been God's plan all along. After all, only a remnant are going to be found inside of God's purpose. Some are going to be outside of God's purpose. Jesus talked about the Pharisees, those devout Jews of his day. He said, you're making converts, but you're making them twice the child of hell that you are because they were outside of God's purpose. Now remember, it's God's purpose that we're talking about, and so uh, we, we remember Romans 8, 28. It says, God works all things together for good to those who love him, to those who are the called according to his purpose. And he says in verse 11 here that it's not because of works, but because of him who calls. And what God is doing here is God is not working to exclude people from his purpose. That's not what his choosing and his calling is all about. God is not working to exclude people from his purpose, but God is working to secure his purpose and to secure salvation. And so Paul tells us that God secures his purpose and those inside his purpose. If you go back to Jacob and Esau, you will see that here are two people who had done nothing good or bad. He chooses Jacob knowing that both of them would grow up to be despicable men. They were equally unworthy. But because God's purpose was to save men, he chooses, for reasons known only to him, Jacob. And he did so because of a greater, grander purpose, his concern to draw other people into his purpose. Now, his purpose is what I wanted to talk to you about this morning and to ask you, are you inside or outside his purpose. But I want to close with one passage of Scripture, not from Romans, but from Ephesians, which squeezes all of this into one paragraph. And it's from Paul in Ephesians. Chapter 1, beginning to read in verse 4. He chose us. When did he choose before the foundation of the world. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world. You say, I don't understand that. I can't fathom that. I can't fathom what the web telescope shows me. I can't fathom the pictures when I see billions of stars in a single spot. In the, I can't fathom how big the universe is. If you think you can't fathom the universe, do you think you can fathom God when it says here, he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Here is why his purpose is so important. When he chooses you and he calls you, you have to respond. That's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. It was for Abraham, for Isaac, for Jacob, for Paul, for me, for you. 
He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us for adoption to Himself as sons through Jesus Christ. Notice, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace with which He has blessed us in the beloved. In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace, which He lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of His will according to His purpose, which He set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in Him, things in heaven and things on earth. In Him we have obtained an inheritance, having predestined according to to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his will. It's his purpose. God is working his purpose. God causes all things to work together good to those who love him, to those who are the called according to his purpose. It's not a mystery here. God chooses and God calls. And today he may be calling you, may be speaking to your heart, may be drawing you, bringing you to himself. Let's pray.